back just a little bit more, will you? All right. There we go. Well, you, God is good. <coughs> I was, uh, <laughs> some of you are thinking this is an outhouse, but it's really not. <laughs> I uh been trying to get myself in shape and my wife says, You gonna go to the gym looking like that? I never color coordinate anything. My shorts are red, my shirt's blue, and she said, You gonna go to church like that this morning? I said, Well, why change anything? I uh went and worked out on Tuesday morning and uh did a good workout. Mary went with me. We had an awesome morning, and she said, I'm going to go to the sauna. How many have been in a sauna before? 
If you haven't, it's a pretty cool thing to do. You don't have to work out really hard. You just got to go in the sauna. And when you come out, you look like you worked really, really hard. So I, uh, we worked out, and she walked the treadmill, and we run this elliptical thing, and my knees were sore for about a week. And, but she had texted me, and she said, uh, I'm going to go to the sauna. And I said, okay. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go too. I'm going to stay in there about 20 minutes. You're supposed to stay in there about 10, 15 minutes. You can stay there a max of 20 minutes. So I stayed in there 20 minutes trying to shed some pounds. It opens up your pores. It cleanses you. It makes you feel better. Next morning, I sat on the couch sore. Good night, I was sore. We didn't go to the gym the next day. <laughs> and I started thinking about my time in the sauna. I started thinking about that and I wrote I sit down Heather on the couch and I had wrote a long thing to put on Facebook about my time in the sauna and my phone never acts up it don't if you miss a call for me it's probably because I didn't want to talk to you uh, no I'm just kidding <laughs> all these drop calls it's not an accident it's me I'm just I'm just repenting right now Lord just repenting but my phone never acts up and I text and typed and all this stuff about my time in the sauna. And then it disappeared. As soon as I hit send, there was a glitch in my phone. And it disappeared. And I thought to myself, Oh, Satan, I know you're just trying to defeat me. But you've already been defeated. And then I heard a pastor say, and I want you to get this, because some of you, all you do is walk around blaming Satan. Sometimes God does things because he wants it a different way. So I think it was the Lord, not Satan, because the Lord wanted me to preach to you this morning about my time in the sauna. And I said, Lord, but it's Palm Sunday. How am I going to do that? I'm going to tie this thing in together. And everything that I typed and all the stuff that I typed that day on the couch, I couldn't remember anything. Friday and Saturday when I was trying to put this message together. But I just kind of recapped about the things that go through your mind when you're in a sauna. Anybody been in a sauna? Raise your hand. These are the things that go through your mind while you're in a sauna. It sure is hot in here. <laughs> I took my phone in the sauna with me. That's probably why it has a glitch now. But as I was sitting there in the sun, I was thinking, whew, it sure is hot in here. The next thing that was going through my mind is, I sure will make a good Walmart greeter one day. <laughs> you know, things like that just pop in my mind. I remember sitting there and saying, man, if I wasn't a preacher, what could I do? And Walmart greeter popped in my head. The next thought that popped in my mind, Brother Paul, while I was sitting there in the sauna was, man, I'm praying for Heather to get better. And I'm praying for other people in our church to get better. As I'm sitting there, I'm sweating to death, I, I begin to pray. It's a good time to be alone. I said, man, I'm praying for those that are sick, those that are shut in. I'm praying for those like Scott, Miss Vicki, who's been battling a while. I'm praying for those that have been struggling financially a while. 
So as I sat there in my time in the sun, I began to pray for those that are hurting, those that are sick, those that are going through stuff. Next thought that popped in my mind while I was sitting in the sauna was, sure would be a nice day to ride my motorcycle. Telling you, it just comes in there, it just pops in there. I just, I got 20 minutes of this. <laughs> Next thought that come in my mind was, man, it sure is hot in here. <laughs> I sure make a good Walmart greeter. And the next thought that came in my mind was one from the Lord. And it was, how can anybody want to go to hell? It was hot in that sauna. It was 5,000 degrees in that sauna. I don't know how hot they keep, but it was hot. And I was sitting there, and I was thinking, how in the world can people gamble with their salvation, how in the world can people hear and see and, 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 and just walk away from God like he don't exist? How can people come to church and hear an altar call and hear a prayer of salvation week after week, month after month, and never, never pray the prayer of salvation, never give their heart to Jesus? I was sitting in that sign and I was thinking, I don't know how anybody could want to go to hell. It was hot in there. This fat boy don't like hot. I was thinking, man, it's sure hot in this sauna. How in the world can people gamble with their salvation? One day they're saved. The next day you don't know if they saved. Bible says, by your fruits I'll know you. So that's how I'm a fruit inspector. I'm not a judge, but I am a fruit inspector. And sometimes people who say they're saved never act like they're saved. This is just going through my mind in the 20 minutes I'm sitting in the sauna. I said, Lord, what would you have me to tell them? He said, tell them, wake up. Wake up, hell's real. Wake up, hell's real. It was getting hotter, man. I was sweating to death. You know, this guy walked in in a pair of blue jeans and a long sleeve button-down shirt. And he got up from there. He stayed in there about five minutes. And he got up, walked over to the deal, washed his face off, fixed his hair, and went on to work. I said, I bet you the stinkiest dude up at the job, buddy. <laughs> that was something going through my mind, too. I was like, man, I bet that dude stinks. I'm glad I ain't got to work with him. And the Lord said, tell him to wake up. Hell is real, and if you don't get saved, you'll be thrown into the lake of fire. As I was sitting there, anybody been in the sauna? The longer you sit, the harder it is for you to breathe. The, the, you, start to, you start to just get every bit of water and liquid out of your body, and it just, it just becomes so unbearable. And I was thinking to myself, how can those who, as a fruit inspector, as a pastor, I see these people, and one day they're living for God and they're on fire, and the next day they could care less. They deny them in public. They deny them in their own homes. They deny them in front of their family and friends. I'm not going to be that guy because I don't want to go to hell. It's going to be hot down there. It's going to be hot in hell. These are things going through my mind while I'm sitting in the sun. And Revelations 20:15 comes to mind. Got my Bible? Open it up real quick. 
Revelations 20.15 came to mind. There are some of those scriptures that you learn and you never forget. And as a pastor, this is one of those scriptures. This is one of those scriptures that I learned while I was at Truett Seminary at Baylor University. When I was at Baylor University in Truett Seminary, this is one of the first scriptures I ever learned. And as I was sitting in the sauna this week, Miss Biggs, and thinking about all those who are not going to go to hell, heaven, they're going to go to hell, I was thinking about all those that come to this church, all those that live in this community, all those that prefer to live for the devil instead of live for the Lord. This scripture came to mind. This scripture ought to wake you up in your soul this morning, especially if you're a fence rider, and there's a lot of fence riders. And I'm not talking about the cowboy who's checking cattle. I'm talking about the one who lives one way one day and lives for the devil the next. This scripture came to mind, and listen to me and listen to what the Lord says in Revelations 20:15. Anyone, say anyone, touch three people and say anyone, Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So your brother, your sister, your family member, your husband, your wife, your children, anyone, I said anyone, and now we, we don't want to believe that. There are a lot of religious people that come to church. They don't want to believe that. As I was sitting there and that scripture came to mind, I started thinking, Lord, I love you. I, <laughs> hey, I tell the Lord I love him all the time. I tell him out here in public. I tell him in my spirit. As I was sitting there and that scripture came to mind, anyone whose name is not written in the Lamb's book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire for eternity. I thought to myself, Lord, I love you. I love you, Jesus. That's the next thing that popped in my head. Lord, forgive me of my sins. I love you. Lord, I thank you so much for loving me. I thank you so much for that. Lord, I love you. I love you. And I'm about 15 minutes in this thing. And I am sweating in my ear, ear. I feel something in my ear go, like some drips in my ear. I'm sweating like a hog by this time. And the next thought that come in my head, it sure is hot in here. Then the next thought that come in my head is, oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. Next thought that come into my head was, devil, leave my family alone. Next thought that came in my head when I'm sitting in that sauna, I, I, I said, devil, leave my family alone. Anyone that speaks a word against my family, Father, we bind that up and throw it back in the pits of hell. If you hear people talking about me and my family, they're probably serving the devil. They're not serving the same Lord I'm serving. If anybody's talking about me and my family, they're probably serving the devil. They're not serving the same Lord as I'm serving. A lot of people say they serve the same God I serve. I've noticed over years we serve different gods. There's a lot of people that... Because the Bible says never speak a word of hate. Only speak a word of love. I said, Lord, praying over my family. Praying protection over my family. I said, Lord, I'm praying for my church family. I'm sitting in the sun and this is going in my mind. 
I don't have a book. I have a phone. And by now, I'm thinking, dude, this thing's been to blow up. <laughs> it's so hot, I can't even touch it. And there's a little thing comes on. It's just a little circle thing. It says, no more. And so I tried to turn my phone back on. It says, it's too hot. I said, oh, man, I better get out of here. Next thought that came to my mind was, Lord, let no one speak about my church or my church family. I love them so much, Lord. Lord, could you heal my church family? Could you save every one of them, Lord? Could you save their kids, their wives, their husbands? Lord, could you break every chain in their life? I'm about 18 minutes into this thing, and I'm gasping for air. And I say, devil, leave my family alone. Leave my church family alone. I said, devil, you are defeated already. It was hot. And Revelations 20.10 came to mind. Look there. Look there. Got my Bible? Watch this. Anyone whose name is not found in the Lamb's book of life will be thrown into the lake of fire. But as I began to pray, as my time was almost up in the sauna, I said to myself, devil, and I said it out loud, devil, you are already defeated. Cancer ain't got me. Sickness ain't got me. The devil don't have me. God has me. Come on, somebody. God has me. Devil, you are defeated. And Revelations 20.10 came to mind. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulfur where the beast and the false prophets had been thrown and they were tormented day and night forever. My Bible says that that's coming to a theater near the devil. It's coming and he's going to be watching this transpire. He knows his time is short. So he's going to do everything in his power to keep you away from God. He's going to do everything in his power to get you to stumble. He's going to do everything in his power to keep you walking with the Lord. And the devil who deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire, burning sulfur. And the beast and the false prophets had been thrown there. And they were tormented day and night forever. I had about a minute left, Brother BJ. And the next thought that came to my mind was, sure is hot in here. Sure is hot in here. I need to get up and get out of here. And I got up. And I walked over. And I pushed that door. And all of a sudden the lights were on. The air condition hit my face. You can turn the lights on. The air condition hit my face. The lights came on. It was, man, just the best feeling. Turn on the lights, cowboy. It was the best feeling I'd ever had, it seemed like, in all my life. That 20 minutes I spent in the sauna, I, what's this, Brother Vic? I'm going to give you all revelation. I got up. And I hit that door, and I got to let myself out. Now, here's a revelation. Those who are not saved will never be able to get up, push the door, 
and let theirself out of hell. They'll be there forever, forever and ever. Well, how do I tie, how, how, how do I tie that into a, to a Palm Sunday message? What, what are you trying to say to me, Pastor Mark? I got up and I walked out on my own free will. The great thing is God gives us time to choose, and that time to choose is today. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Choose this day. No, don't come. Man, you might be here for four years, five years, six years. You might have been in church all your life. I'm a fruit inspector. Does your life say you serve God in every aspect of your life? I got up and walked out of that sauna, man. The lights were on, the air conditioning. I walked over to the to the uh, water machine. I hit the button. I bowed my head. I got me something to drink. I remember old Lazarus down in down in hell. Old Lazarus, he was in hell, and God let him look, look up, and he saw his family and his friends up there, and he asked one of them, "Can you can you please just dip your finger in some water and touch my tongue?" No, I can't do it. Hell is real. Jesus knew what was coming when he came riding in on a donkey. Jesus knew. And, and there's, a, there's something in the Bible that really touched my heart. It says as he came upon the city, as he came upon the town, as he came upon that place, as he rode up there, he was weeping because he knew what was coming. He was weeping over the city. Why was he weeping over the city? Because the same ones that were, were hollering, Hosanna, Hosanna, were going to be hollering, crucify him, crucify him. He knew that these people's time was short. We're out here working, we're giving up all we can do, we're thinking about your family. I'm thinking about my boys. I'm, I'm thinking about your family. Got to get this done. Got to get one more seat. Time is short. Time is so short. Go home, turn on the news. Young man lost his life in Splendor. Time is short. 10 o'clock news, three got killed. Two died in an automobile accident. One mother killed her kid. Time is short. Time is short. If you're not saved, born again, if you have not gave your heart to Jesus, confessed your sins, changed your life, you will not be able to get up and walk out of hell. You will not be able to get up and walk out of hell. We need a Savior, folks. And God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son, Jesus, to be the savior of the world. Do you love Jesus today? Do you remember every day what he done for you? Do you love Jesus? Do you thank him for taking those nails in his hands and his feet for you? The triumphal entry. They, 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 they said, a Savior's coming. His name is Jesus. You know what they did on that Palm Sunday? They, they laid their coats out on the street. They went and got branches. And, and they thought, here comes the king. And here he comes on a lowly, lowly, lowly little donkey. If he wanted to, he could have got a war horse. 
And as he come, he come a-weeping. He come a-crying over those that were lost. They say the shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. And then I saw where he cried over this town as he rode up upon it. If Jesus showed up at your house, would he be crying? If Jesus showed up at this church this morning, would he be crying? Have you gave your heart to him? What's it have to do with Palm Sunday, Pastor Mark? When are you going to wrap this up? What are you trying to say? Let me tell you where the word Hosanna comes from. Hosanna. You know what that means? Hosanna. As he come riding in on his donkey, the word Hosanna. Say it with me. Hosanna. Hosanna. Say it again real loud. Hosanna. Say it like a duck to say it. Hosanna. The word Hosanna means Savior. It, it actually means save us. Save us. Hosanna means save us. So as Jesus come riding into town, they were hollering, Hosanna, save us. What a beautiful picture. When I went to church and they did an altar call, I ran forward and said, save me. I'm a sinner. I'm a sinner, save me. Save me, God. Save me, God. Hosanna. Save us. The word Hosanna means save us. I thought that was cool. Hosanna. Matthew 21 says, As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to a village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there and her coat by her side. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophets. Say to the daughters of Siam, See, your king comes to you gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt the foal of the donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their coats on them. For Jesus to sit on. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowd that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna, son to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest of heavens. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowd answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. As Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the crowds were celebrating. They were laughing. They were cheering. They were partying. They were having a good time. And what was Jesus doing? He was weeping. He was crying. Because he knew that the same people that were partying, the same people that were celebrating, the same people that were coming would be the same people that hollered, crucify him. Let me tell you something. There's two types of people in this world. Those who believe in the mighty power of a risen Savior and those who second guess it. 
There are those who believe in a risen Savior and his mighty power and those who second-guess it. That's all there is. There's two people in the, two kinds of people, those who believe in a risen Savior and those who second-guess it. Which one are you? Which one are you? Which one are you in front of your friends? Which one are you? Which one are you on the job? Which one are you in this world? Which one are you on the block? Do people that know on your block that you're saved? Do people know on your road that, that you believe in Jesus? He saw the city and he wept over it. Luke 19, 41 through 44. Here was the crowd having a party, loving life. Jesus comes, he's weeping. The crowd was rejoicing and Christ was sobbing. Why did Jesus weep when he saw Jerusalem? He knew. He knew that those same people would burn in hell. I want you to remember something today before we leave here in the next hour. I'm not in no hurry, so settle in. I want you to learn something today. That he died on the cross for all of us. Not just a certain number of people. Not just a certain people with a certain look. Not just preachers with ties. But some with gym shorts. Not for people who've been in church all their life. But for someone who's never been in church. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only begotten son. And whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And then my favorite verse past that is John 17. It says that Jesus did not come to condemn the world but to save the world. Oh. There's no place for a bunch of us and some churches but that's okay I found one I like I found one that's going to set me I found one where it's a little different but I feel Christ I feel his presence there are a lot of places you're not welcome here me and a friend of mine was talking about another friend who went to a church and they didn't have the right kind of clothes, and they put them out. I hear that over and over again. When people leave a church, and they come over here, oh, they did this to me, or they did that to me. Let me say this. Man will always let you down, but God will never let you down. You know, I just thank God for this day. Thank God for our time together this morning. I got to push the release button on that door, walk out of that sauna. And I also know this. I know where I'm going to go when I die. Because of Hosanna. Because of Jesus. Because he is a savior. And he came to save me. He came to save me. 
That makes me feel good. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, he came to save you. And that ought to make you feel good from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. That ought to make you feel excited about life. Because the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every attack of the enemy, don't worry about it. He's already been defeated. You know, Jesus' ministry was short. His time on earth was short. And so is ours. And I'm not really going to keep you for another hour, but I am going to tell you this. I am going to dismiss you in about 15 minutes. And you're going to walk out that back door, and you're going to get in your car, and you're going to go back to wherever you came from. And when you push that door and you walk out that back door, I want you to walk out here with Jesus this morning. I really want you to walk out of here with Jesus this morning. I really want you to put him in your heart this morning. Can you do that for me? Well, don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. First, they placed his right hand on the cross, and then they placed his left hand on the cross. Then they placed his feet on the cross. And then they nailed him to the cross for my sins and for your sins. Have you asked the Lord to forgive you of your sins? Have you asked him to come into your heart and really mean it? Not as a kid who comes to church to see their boyfriend or girlfriend. Who comes to church to see their boyfriend or girlfriend. Don't come to church to see your boyfriend or girlfriend. You'll burn in hell. Come to church to show off your new car, your new truck. You'll burn in hell. Come to church to show how people how much money you got. You'll burn in hell. When you come to church and you hear an opportunity to get saved, you need to take that to heart. This is that time to take it to heart. I, I wanted to do the Lord's Supper, and I'm going to do the Lord's Supper in a minute, but I want us to remember when Jesus rode in on that Palm Sunday, and it said he wept over that city. He wept because the same ones that were hollering, Hosanna, Hosanna, were the same ones that hollered, crucify him. Get off the fence. Choose this day who you're going to serve. Hell is hot. And it's forever. And I don't care how big you are. When those angels come to take you, to throw you into that lake of fire, there's no escaping that. There's no, there's no pleading when you get to heaven. I pray over the soul of a man who just died. And as I looked on his Facebook page, I saw him mocking Jesus. It's too late for him. It's too late for him, but it's not too late for you. You can get saved right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You can get saved right now. How do I get saved, Brother Mark? It's easy. It is easy. The Lord didn't want to make it complicated. 
Some churches make it complicated to get saved. You've got to go through all these classes. You've got to go through all these things. You've got to look a certain way. You've got to act a certain way. The Lord will take care of all those things. The Lord will straighten you up when you allow him to come into your heart. But the first step is to invite him in. You have a choice this morning. Will you invite Jesus into your heart? Pray with me right now. If you want to invite Jesus into your heart, pray with me right now. Just say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. Today I make you my Lord and Savior. I'm going to serve you, Lord, from this day forward. I know that I'm a sinner, but I believe that you came riding in on that donkey to save me. I believe that you were crucified on a cross. And I believe that they took you off that cross and placed you in that tomb. But I believe, Lord, when they rolled that stone back, you walked out of there. And that you're alive today. Pray this with me. Lord, come into my heart and live. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. Lord, please write my name in that Lamb book of life. I'm going to serve you with all my heart today. All my mind and all my soul. All my heart, Lord. All my mind and all my soul. If you prayed that with me, raise your hand. Anyone? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hosanna, save us. Hosanna, save us. I also want to pray that the Lord heals and sets free his children this morning. Feel that it's time to rededicate our lives this Palm Sunday. Maybe you're that Christian that the Lord was talking to today. People, they all the time they get their feelings hurt when they come to this church because the Lord steps on our toes, all of us, even mine included. Sometimes these messages are not for you, they're for me. Maybe you're here and you're that Christian that we were talking about. You're one way at church and you're another way at home. You're one day after church, and then about Tuesday, you're back to normal. You could care less what people think. You're real opinionated. You cuss at the drop of a hat. There's no fruit in your life. Ask God right now that you want to rededicate your life and let his fruit grow in you. Just say, Lord, let your fruit grow in me. If you keep, re if you keep reading from Matthew 1 all the way to the end, it talks about the Lord being hungry. And he walked up to a fruit tree, a fig tree, matter of fact, and it produced no fruit. The Lord was hungry. Read that when you get home. Do some homework. The Lord was hungry, and he walked up to a tree. He walked up to you. The Lord was hungry, and he walked up to a tree. 
It was a fig tree, and the fig tree had no fruit on it. And the Lord spoke to that tree, and it said, You tree who produce no fruit will wither away and never be able to produce any more. The Lord spoke to that tree, and automatically it died. It withered. It never produced another fruit. It automat- And the disciples were amazed. That's the power of the Lord. And they were amazed. The disciples were so amazed that they just seen the Lord speak to this tree and it withered up and died. And the Lord said to them, if you have just a little bit of faith, you can speak to that mountain and make it move. It's all in that book. And it's all in that chapter. Matthew 21. Are you all in this morning? Let me ask you this. Are you all in? Are you sold out? If you're not, rededicate your life to the Lord today. To say, dear Lord, I rededicate my life to you this day. If you did that, would you please let me see your hand? If he comes over to your house, will he know you? Or is he going to speak to you and say, you didn't produce any fruit? Hallelujah. Rededicate your life right now. Let me see your hand. Yes, Lord, I thought so. Father, I can't even count that high. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, bless our time together this morning. In your precious name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen.